Hello there, and welcome to the In Pursuit podcast. My name is Leo Zhu, and I'm a third-year student studying international relations at Western University in London, Ontario, Canada. I'm also the co-founder of BridgeBase, a global student engagement platform bringing you skills-based experiences from around the world to your computers and your internet platforms wherever you are, whether you're in high school or university, anywhere around the world. Today, I have such the pleasure to be joined by Margaret Young, a global brand strategist and the co-founder of the Axia Agency, to have our first episode of the In Pursuit podcast. Now, we would love to hear from the inside of Margaret through her extensive experiences in multiple sectors, and as well as her own work and disrupting the paradigms in Axia Agency and many other organizations throughout her career. Welcome, Margaret. We're so happy to have you. Hi, Leo. I'm very happy to be here. Thank you for helping to host this podcast. Absolutely. Now, we look forward to uh, interviewing a, a breadth of professionals throughout our time here, but we like to get started with Margaret, as it seems like she, she's uh, uh, multiple professionals in one in the work that she has done. Um, but I would love to hear from, hear from you as to how you would describe your career and what it is that you are focusing and working on now. Uh, the idea of the In Pursuit podcast started a few months ago when I was uh, talking to yourself and several other young people uh, in university. And I felt that um, you had, you know, some interesting insights, you know, maybe a, a rather limited insight on, on what you're currently studying and, and the types of jobs that you are going to be applying for when you graduate. And, and really just maybe, I guess there was a lack of exposure on, on you know, what uh, people are doing in, in the workforce right now. And I've heard that, you know, increasingly it's getting harder to, to get the, the exact job that you studied for. And, uh, you know, it's, there's a lot more competition in the workforce. So the idea of this podcast really was to give young people or people in transition might have been uh, laid off or furloughed, just really give people access to more information inside of the, the world of work, uh, the different innovations that are taking place, and just you know the wider breadth of opportunities which are available now compared to you know 20 or 25 years ago. Really being able to think outside the box on how to create some income for yourself and also for your families. So that's, that's really why we started this podcast. Absolutely. And I think a lot of students would benefit from hearing that now with how quickly the markets are changing, how quickly careers are and employers are, are, are changing things in expectations and disrupting the paradigm and thinking outside of the box um, are, are certainly at, you know, very quite important skills for new graduates that have a firm grasp on. Uh, Margaret, you are, you are continuing to lead, lead the Axia agency during these, these unexpected and, and constantly changing times. We'd love to hear what are some new paradigms in whether it's marketing or the many industries you've, you've participated in, how you believe they changed um, in recent years or in light of COVID? Sure. Um, I guess I'd like to start maybe from my own background. You know, I, I grew up in Toronto. I went to the University of Toronto, uh, U of T. Um, I studied environment and resource management. So I, my goal at the time was to become an environmentalist and a policymaker. And so that's what I studied. Uh, when I graduated, I wrote the exam and I did not get uh, the government job, but I had some experience in retail, in cosmetics. And when I traveled a little bit after my graduation, I ended up in Hong Kong. And I was offered a job by Estee Lauder in uh, 1994. And that's when it really jump-started my career. I was hired as a sales coordinator 
to open up the China market. And back in those days, people were still riding bicycles in China and uh, what we call mian baozi, which are these bread trucks. You know, they didn't even have taxis back then. Those, those were the early days of opening up China. And it was still considered a hardship location. So usually they would send the most junior person to China because nobody really wanted to go. And uh, that would be me. So every month I was there doing training, hiring, opening up new stores and so on. Um, but it was a wonderful experience. And uh, I have, I guess, a classical corporate background. I worked for Estee Lauder, for Bulgari. And I actually landed my dream job, was, which was to work for the LVMH, the Louis Vuitton Maud Hennessy Group. And after that, I started my own agency. When I had my first child, I worked in technology startups. And now we have our own agency, the Axia Agency which means Greek for values. We stand by our values. I felt that um, it's important to let maybe young people know that there are so many more options available to you guys right now. Um, a lot of people that I talk to in university, I, I, I think they have one goal, which is to work for, you know, if you're studying business or finance or management, uh, they tend to think they're gonna work for the big bank or the big consulting company, and that's it. Um, I guess what I wanted to maybe put out there is that there's so many or more options right now. I think that technology startups are a real option. They are a lot of fun. And um, there's also the possibility of starting your own businesses now. You know, we have even 12, 13, 14 year olds who have started million dollar uh, internet based businesses. And with the type of software that's available to us and the type of technology that's available to us, you know, really the sky is the limit. And even though you may or may not get your first choice uh, in terms of, you know, the job that you're interviewing for, um, I just really encourage people to have an open mind about, you know, the possibilities out there for them. Absolutely. It seems like yeah. you, you, you've taken so many uh, very fascinating turns and, and during the first, first, first opening up of China during those times and introducing the brand. Um, and, and you've studied something distinctive and then went into the field that wasn't perhaps, you know, directly related to what you studied. Do you, do you have any advice for, you know, young people, whether it is for going into university, about to graduate or just freshly graduated, about some universal skills or, or aptitudes that are essential for finding meaningful or, or, or successful work, regardless of what it is you're, you may be doing at the moment? Absolutely. I have three tips that I would love to share. And I wish someone had shared this with me when I was in my 20s. Um, they would be uh, number one is to have a global outlook. I think more and more so, um, you know, the power of the internet and our connectivity around the world, you could be talking to multiple people in multiple countries uh, within an hour around the world. And this is going on on a, on a regular basis now. Um, so number one is to have a global outlook. Businesses are all global now, so they're, they're increasingly going international. Even if it's a chance for you to maybe get to know other cultures by visiting another part of town or maybe interacting with other students from other cities around the world or even students who study a different topic from you who might not be in business, uh, maybe in the creative arts or in languages, it's really going to add to your enrichment of your, of your knowledge base and being able to work in teams. The second thing I would recommend is to look at constantly 
disrupting yourself. Because I think that this is going to be a regular occurrence now. We have, you know, the current pandemic, which is disrupting people for longer periods of time than ever before. I, I find that some people are waiting for things to go back to normal, but I feel that this is the new normal. So the way that we look at certain situations or projects, it needs to be a little bit different, it needs to be a little bit more creative. Um, and the only way that you're going to be able to think outside of the box is really to, to do different things, um, you know, create new neural pathways in your brain, do things a little bit differently. So look at disrupting yourself. If you find yourself getting a little bit too comfortable, um, then, you know, try something new, whether it's like a sport, a hobby, you know, studying a different subject, uh, getting perhaps even an internship, which is not within your field. You know, there's always something that you're going to be able to learn. So look at constantly disrupting yourself. The last thing that I would recommend, which I wish I had done when I was in my 20s, is actually the issue about self-awareness. I would say learn to understand yourself. Learn to be able to tap into your own intuition and your own self-esteem at you know, really looking at what drives you. What are you passionate about? What would you do, you know, that you find it so much fun and so enjoyable that you would do it even if you weren't being paid to do it? You know, this is a really good indication of where your talents lie and where your, your options lie. So those could be potential career paths as well. You know, a lot of people do complain about their work life, you know, thank God it's Friday, you know, but you know, work does not have to be like that. There are lots of people who are really, you know, enjoying, thriving, passionate about contributing to their work, you know, learning new things, working with fantastic teams. Work can be very, very enriching. And you can only really do that if you really understand yourself and what's important to you. So um, being able to develop that sense of self-awareness and self-confidence early on is very, very important. Thank you so much, Margaret, for sharing, sharing that insight. Um, we are, uh, as a student as well myself and working with many students around the world for Bridgeface, we're always, we're always thinking about how to overcome some of these um, uh, disruptions and obstacles that we are facing you know, inside of school, outside of school. And I think be, being uh, constantly challenging yourself and um, outside of your comfort zone has been a, a, a process in the past four months and will likely be a process in the next upcoming academic year. So we wish students around the world all the success as school begins um, for them in September. Um, but Margaret, uh, from uh, as, as you have graduated University of Toronto, um, uh, for uh, back in the day and for environmental studies and, and the sciences there. Um, what would be something that you would go back and tell yourself when you were first starting out your career? As I'm sure that many, many students are perhaps unsure about how to find their passion or how to network to find meaningful connections. What would you tell yourself to do um, perhaps when you're almost close to finishing school? Hmm. That's a good question. Be brave, be courageous, do hard things. If there's something that you find very, very difficult, it's going to be very important for you to find a way to overcome that obstacle. I would say really dig deep to be able to overcome that. That bravery, that courageousness is really going to pay off very well later on when you're going to need that grit. 
because I find that with life, there are constantly new obstacles that are coming up all the time. It's not like when you finish university and you get that great job that you're looking for, it's going to be smooth sailing all the way. No way. <laughs> life is constantly a series of ups and downs. You know, there are lots of um, positives and great things that you can celebrate along the way. But life is also, you know, with challenges sometimes as well. So once you toughen up and really be able to go through the tough times and, and overcome your obstacles, that's going to really pay off and, and make you very tough so that you can keep persevering forward. Now, Mar Margaret, um, as, as someone who, who, who has overcome many, many challenges and, and also adapted this bravery and, and courageousness, um, what advice would you have for, for young students and, and young people nowadays looking, looking to have, find a better balance between school and finding a job and moving into a professional career and their personal lives? Um, what do you find helpful to help um, find balance amidst all of these different dedications? Fantastic question. Uh, from what I've heard with uh, chatting with you guys, I heard that you are all under a tremendous amount of stress right now with school and courses. And I guess a lot of that stress is perhaps stress that you place on yourselves in order to achieve and really just the fear of what might happen if you don't reach your goal. So I'd like to talk a little bit to that point there. I think in terms of stress levels, um, during school and also when you graduate and go into the workforce, that stress is actually going to continue. Uh, some of you will go on to get married and you will go on to have families and buy a house, buy, you know, get mortgages. So the stress level actually, it doesn't seem to end. It just keeps going on. <laughs> but, you know, the good news is that, you know, life is very enriching. You know, every single you know, point in your life, you know, whether it's childhood to teenager to university life to, you know, young adulthood and beyond, every single stage in life has its joys and its, its um, you know, fantastic times. And I, I'm sure that you can name several points, several highlights in your university life that you really, really enjoyed. So the stress is really just one aspect of life. You know, life is, you know, up and sometimes life is, is tough as well. So I would say find some sort of physical activity which helps you to offload that stress. It's a very positive way to, to unwind. Um, and uh, it really just helps to melt away the, the stress that's building up inside your system. So getting regular exercise. I personally like to swim, swim laps, um, you know, getting some regular cardio or exercise, some time that you can really uh, practice self-care and taking care of yourself will be very, very important. I think the meditation, if you can learn to meditate and learn to breathe deeply, this will also help you as well. The breath is a natural way to just offload stress and learning how to breathe properly is very important. And of course, your nutrition and your diet is very important. If you're eating healthy, healthy foods, you know, fresh foods, if you're getting regular sleep, all of these will really help to offload that stress. And these are good habits for you to put into place before you enter the workforce. Absolutely. Margaret, it's a stressful time for many people and many students. Now it's the, the last day of August and as students 
uh, have to adapt to a either completely virtual hybrid or in-person model of learning. What are, what's something um, that, that you do perhaps like a little exercise that you would maybe recommend for students who maybe, you know, overcome with stress sometimes and maybe you can take a couple minutes to, to unwind and kind of take some time for themselves? Sure. I mean, uh, I'm not a, you know, an expert in meditation or breathing, but I, I can share with you one exercise that I do is just really deep breathing. So what we do is we breathe three times in through the nose and out through the mouth. So you can see how slowly I did that in through the nose, mm -hmm. out through the mouth. A good long breath. Very, very, very long. Mm -hmm. It's it's almost 10 seconds actually on the out breath. 10, 10 seconds if not more on the out breath. You'll find that when you breathe very deeply and you breathe slowly, it automatically begins to set in the, the calming hormones in your body. And if you practice this on a regular basis, that deep breathing, and I do this with my children as well. They are 12 and 8 years old. They know how to calm themselves down when they get very angry or when something doesn't go their way, they just stop and they breathe. They do the three breathing exercises and it automatically just chills them right out. And it's very centering. It helps to bring, it helps to bring you back to your center, to your core so that you're not in this uh, fight or flight mode. So very simple way is just the breathing. If you can, one of the things that I do, because I do start my days very early, I start at 6 a.m. I often go until 10 o'clock at night. Sometimes when, I, when I'm driving back around 6 or 7 o'clock in the evening, I'll go for a walk, a walk in the park or a walk in the forest. And just that quick sort of 30, 40 minute walk in nature, being around nature, the trees or the grass is very, very calming as well. It's, it's almost like a meditative exercise. So if you can do any of these things, that would be really, uh, really fantastic to, to calm yourself down. Yeah, I started walking more this summer and I find it like um, kind of a different, it feels like almost a different exercise than jogging, being, being able to have a more peaceful and more time to reflect upon and think about certain things as well. So, so thank you for that advice. I think, um, I think uh, if, if you are an incoming student, um, into university or if you're, you're, you're about to graduate, I think you, you should, uh, should practice this mindfulness and, and self-awareness, taking a second to relax whenever you can. Margaret, it's, it's also a time for a lot of students to transition into perhaps new modes of learning that comes with a lot of things that perhaps don't go their way all the time. Do you have any insight for young people about how to approach things like failure or how to overcome unexpected obstacles and, and adopt a mindset that is constructive? Because I know a lot of, a lot of students, like including myself, may, may, may be overwhelmed by what is to come in the next couple of weeks. Yes. Yeah, so from, from my point of view, there's no such thing as a failure. Everything, everything that we go through in life is, is actually what I would say is just an experience. There would be happy experiences, very joyful times, and there will also be experiences where you learn a great deal from. And, you know, usually the experiences that we really remember are, are often the painful ones, actually, or what some people would call failure. I would call these learning opportunities. Let's see. What I would say is, you know, one door closes and another door opens. So try to see things. I, I know that when you're actually going through that experience, if you failed an exam or you haven't got into a course, 
that, that you wanted. Or even if you're going for a relationship and you get rejected, you know, there, there will be disappointments in life. And it's, it's very painful at the time. I would say do whatever it is that you need to do to, to get past that experience. You know, for, for women, some women, you know, they cry. They're very upset. You know, let that emotional release come out. For men, they might, you know, have a little bit more aggression. You know, go out and do some sports or something. Get it out of your system. Do whatever it is you need to do. And then try to bring yourself back down to center. Focus again. And then keep persevering. And if you also have that sense of awareness, which I also mentioned at the beginning, having that deep sense of awareness and that deep intuition, oftentimes you'll find that there's an answer within each quote-unquote failure. You'll, you'll notice that something comes up or you'll get some sort of a message of why it happened that way. Um, and then maybe, you know, the universe has prepared something even better for you later on down the road. So always stay positive. There's always a light at the end of the tunnel, even if you can't see it right at that, that time. Absolutely. Healthy coping mechanisms, right? Being, being <laughs> able to adapt to, to these changing times. And um, I, I think some, something that a lot of students are thinking about is uh, maintaining connection, and whether that be in person or on social media. And when it comes to career-wise, I've heard from a lot of students asking, you know, I may not be studying a field like business or uh, be interested in, in recruiting as so early as some business students are, but do you think, can, can you help maybe um, <laughs> demystify or myth bust a little bit? Um, do you think LinkedIn matters for students that are, you know, one in business or, or maybe studying more unconventional subjects and including perhaps um, a student like yourself who studied uh, something in STEM, does LinkedIn matter? Absolutely. I am a huge fan of LinkedIn and we teach webinars on LinkedIn. I'm crazy for LinkedIn. I do do a lot of posting myself. Uh, LinkedIn is very important, especially if you're a student. Um, what I hear a lot, as you said, is that students will say, you know, I have nothing to post on. Why would anybody read my post because I'm so, still so young? That is definitely not the case. There's always some interesting point of view or there's some sort of sharing that you have which the world can learn from. Your experience is unique to you and you have your own special story. Um, the, the, the gold is actually in your story. People wanna learn what makes you different, what makes you special, how are you contributing your talents to the world. And you know, university is a great time to start posting on LinkedIn and sharing your story of how you started. What are your hopes and dreams? Even sharing the story along the way of the story that's being created. That's very, very interesting for people to read. And think of the young people that you're inspiring. So you could be inspiring that 12-year-old, that 14-year-old, that 16-year-old who wants to do exactly what you're doing right now but they might need that extra push or that extra bit of inspiration, which only you can provide because you're just a few years ahead of them. So maybe look at it in that way of, you know, what it is that you can share to light the path or to inspire someone who's just a few years behind you. Um, I think many of you, when, when we publish this podcast, will be finding this, what you're listening right now from, from a, 
uh, posts that we're making on LinkedIn. I highly suggest, I, I'm continually inspired by Margaret's posts on, on LinkedIn, as well as presence of the Axie Agency and, um, and, and Bridgeface here at Bridgeface. We, we constantly provide not only updates about the content and the programs and the resources we're able to offer, but also great endorsements and, and, and I think new, new opportunities for students, whether in your high school or, or post-secondary educations, wherever you are in the world, we try to build that inclusive environment. So it, it's, it's valuable to you, whether you're a high school student, and we find a lot of a growing amount of high school students reach out to us about about certain things and how to grow personally as well so margo we we uh we really appreciate your insight today we look forward to continuing to listen to to, to insights and, and perspectives that margaret has in addition to a lot more career professionals in in diverse skills and diverse uh, career and uh certainly to illustrate uh, the many things that can be learned by, by young people who are in school right now margo did you have any final thoughts you'd like to share with our audience today Yes, I do. I just want to say how impressed I am with you young people. You guys are so smart. I mean, you're in your, you know, late teens, early 20s. And when I think back on myself at that age, I didn't take things quite as seriously as you guys do now. Um, I find that you're very smart. You're very sharp. You guys are very quick. Um, I think the sky is the limit uh, with the way that uh, the technologies and the interventions which are available to you right now, the opportunities, there's no limit. And I'm really inspired by you guys and I'm super looking forward to your contributions to the world. And that's really the, the whole point of this podcast is really to give you guys more access and more opportunities to people and also to experiences that you would not normally be able to reach. So keep staying strong, be brave, be courageous, and uh, let's see what we can do with all this teamwork together in the world going forward. Likewise, I am very excited to be uh, to be speaking with uh, yourself and more guests uh, down the road and feature more members of our Bridgeface community as well, in conjunction with the Axie Agency, uh, supporting a lot of our work. Uh, thank you so much, Margaret, for kicking off our first episode of the In Pursuit podcast. We're excited to bring new content for you on, on a regular basis down the road, and uh, we hope that you continue to listen uh, to everything we have to offer. Thanks for listening, everyone. Uh, we hope to engage with you again in the next one. Bye-bye. Thank you.